0: Welcome to Kitty Talks, the podcast that shows you how to build a life in alignment with your soul. I'm your host, Kitty Waters, serial entrepreneur and co-creator of the Network for Transformational Leaders. Each week, I interview top thought leaders who are changing the world with their work. They share their life stories and tips on how you can find your purpose. If you're keen to create a life you love in alignment with your soul, well, the waiting list for Dharma is now open. We have an early bird price of £295 going up to £495 at the end of the summer. So now's the time to get on board. We've had 42 incredible human beings go through this program and the results that they're created in their own life is incredible. This course is a consciousness shift. It's an eight-week online program and you will go in one person and you will come out another. Please go and check out the reviews on my Facebook page and you can also have a look at the website www.doyourdharma.co.uk This program I created because this is what I wanted 10 years ago when I was lost, stuck in a job that I hated. This program will help you find your flow and manifest the life of your dreams. We demystify the subject of Dharma, unlock your greatest potential, and show you that by following your highest excitement, you can create the life that you love. Hello and welcome to this week's episode of Kitty Talks. This week I interview Steph Zinfandos. He is a relational alchemist, a community builder and change maker. He facilitates transformational growth through neuro-empowerment practices, mindfulness, and essentially he is a relationship coach. And Steph is an amazing example of our mess becoming our message Uh, His background was messy when it comes to relationships. You know, he used to cheat on his girlfriends. He used to have quite a toxic relationship with himself and consequently had quite dramatic relationships that did not work. And as I said, he's a great example of how when he worked through what was causing him to behave that way, And to transform that, he now teaches others how to have conscious, loving relationships. So quite often, our dharma can be what it is that we have recovered from or what it is that we have gone through in such a way, shape or form that we can now serve and help others with that experience. So is that you? have a listen to this episode and see what resonates with you. Not only will you learn a lot about relationships, but I wonder if your mess is your message. So hello and welcome to Kitty Talks. We share inspirational life stories that empower you to create yours. And today I have with me a gentleman who is making a real impact on the planet in the area of relationships. Today our guest is Steph Symphandos, Hopefully I said that correctly, who's joining us all the way from is it Boulder you're in, Steph?
1: <laughs> I am I am in the US, central central US. I'm in Austin, Texas.
0: Wow. At the moment. Fantastic, fantastic. Oh, well, thank you so, so much for joining us. I would love for you to explain to my audience a little bit more about who you are and what you're currently doing in the world.
1: Yes, yes. So firstly, thank you for having me on. Really appreciate it. And so what am I doing in the world? Oh, wow. Well, I'm creating. I'm definitely creating and thinking and feeling about the world at large and about how we operate as a humanity and what sentience means and what consciousness means for us. And when I say I'm creating, I'm creating models and frameworks and uh, new ways of being, particularly around conscious relationships, conscious relating, uh, sacred union, masculinity in contemporary times. They're, they're really my focuses and how we can just optimize our performance as human beings as individuals but also as a greater collective and when I say performance I'm talking about really actualizing our potential what can we really do in this world that can bring out the best of us uh, and then give that into the world and see that manifest physically see that come into some form of physical fruition so that's where I spent that's where I spend most of my time is thinking about just how to be not necessarily how to be better but also how to be more optimal in our behavior and our thinking and our feeling and in our interrelating in the way we, we uh, interact with ideas and belief systems. And how can we just create the most amazing abundant life possible?
0: Beautiful, beautiful. You're absolutely talking my, talking my language, uh, creating an abundant life in alignment with our soul is definitely one of my, my, passions and one of the reasons i'm on this planet so so how does that show up for you like do you do one-to-one work workshops what's the kind of physicality of that work
1: yeah so all of the above uh so one-on-one work definitely uh workshops uh, day 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 retreats three day five days seven day immersive retreats or immersive experiences uh online virtual uh group work as well Bring bring uh people together from all over the world that's that's fun uh, online programs, so i create uh, programs as well online that people can learn at their own pace, of course, um, and also speaking from stage, and, and I'll, I'll do that at other people's stages or, or from my own events as well. So they're, they're generally the modalities at which I'm expressing that that knowledge, that wisdom.
0: Cool. And do you tend to work more with the masculine or with men or do you work with men and women? I work with men
1: and women. Uh, that in a one-on-one capacity, it's fairly even. If anything, I, I work with women more on a one-on-one capacity. At the moment, this year particularly, I'm really focused on uh, on the on on men in terms of the group work that I'm doing. I have group um, group programs and journeys for for women. However, I'm not releasing that until uh, next year. And. Uh, my fiance Christine and I also teach together, and and so we teach in the in the realm of of conscious relationships and optimizing our relationships as well. So we're doing um, there's a bit of a focus on that this year as well, which is super super exciting. Um, and so for me, the group work is largely focused on men at the moment. I have a a program called Reclaim Your Kingdom. And that is really focusing on how can men show up in the world today for themselves primarily, step into a healthy version of uh, manhood or masculinity and how does that relate to who they are and who they are to the world in contemporary times.
0: Yes, and I think we're, we're definitely in new territory, aren't we? We're in new territory for women and we're in new territory for men and obviously how mm-hmm. we inter, interrelate with one another because we're now – in a beautiful period of time where we're having these amazing conscious relationships, but it's kind of new territory to everybody. So by the sounds of things, you and Christina definitely leading Mm -hmm. the charge in that conversation.
1: Yeah, thank you. Yeah, well, it's something that we're deeply inspired by and passionate about. And to be honest, it's something that we... We we aim to we aim we do we live that every day in terms of how we relate to each other how we relate to ourselves when we're relating to each other <laughs> when we're in conversation communication whether it be non-verbal or verbal uh, what's important to us in relationship what our how we share our visions for for life our our personal visions and our shared visions uh, our ethos and ideologies and beliefs around not only around relationships and how to optimize relationships. But importantly, how to just be with each other and be with ourselves in being with each other. That's a new thing as well, not only for Christine and I. And I think, I mean, obviously we haven't been together for 30, 40 years, but I, I think the, the, the artistry in that is being able to continue to redefine or be in a state of acceptance or be in flow and flux with that when you're in relationship uh, consistently. So we're consistently looking at our relationship and and asking either implicitly or explicitly, is this exactly where we want to be? Can we refine? Can we redefine? Can we optimize? Can we improve? Um, do we need to really do much right now? Uh, and, and, and to be honest, most of the time we're, we're deeply, deeply content. There's this, there's this rich knowing that where we are is exactly where we need to be. And then when we, when we meet, when we hit trouble, when we hit challenge and difficulty, if we're having a bad day, if we're experiencing stress or anxiety being really mindful and present to okay how are we showing up under pressure to each other and to ourselves are we reverting back to old patterns of potentially negative self-talk are we lashing out on the significant other because it's easier to, easier to project or can we actually have a a more calm conversation and express from a place of love as opposed to expressing from a place of pain fear or tension and so working with that and sometimes it's an internal struggle and tug of war on a daily basis, but being
0: attentive to that is the key.
1: That's what is really evolving for us. That's what really helps us grow.
0: Beautiful. Beautiful. And one of the things we love to do here on Kitty Talks is, you know, I truly believe, Steph, that everybody has a gift that they can bring to the world to make the world a better place. And when we lean into that, not only do we get this beautiful sense of fulfillment, but we shine our light much brighter and we make a bigger impact on the planet. And what we love to do with with the interviews that we do here is just understand your journey a little bit more, because for our listeners, you know, the work that you're doing is incredible, but how on earth did you transition into the work you're doing today? So I'd love to know a little bit about your story. Like I had a look on your website, but actually I'm really curious to know, like how Mm. have you um, transitioned into your work?
1: Mm yeah thank you for asking. And so i I haven't been as I consider myself to to be to be clear with where I am in my life right now. i'm I'm deeply discerning with the way I interact with myself, with the decisions I make around business, around my relationships, around how I serve, around my place in the world, around the the people that I choose to have in my life, so my intimate peer groups. I wasn't really always like that. I I used to be more blasé and and more confused and erratic in my decision-making and how I saw the world. And for me, I I, I truly was a product of my environment. I Mm -hmm. I truly was uh, an unchecked product of my environment. So what I mean by that is I, as a child, obviously I... We <laughs> I and we, as children, we really just absorb what we what we uh, observe in in the world and in our environment, especially in our immediate yeah, especially in our immediate environment and so for me, my family environment growing up was volatile it was I grew up in a physically abusive emotionally abusive household, and so the, there was there was a great deal of um, disconnection to myself, and what I mean by that i don 't really know who I was because I never had the opportunity to be me because. Most of the time, if I was to be me, I would be ostracized or mm, or funny. rejected for that or or I'd be abused for that in some capacity and so I would hide yeah I would hide myself and and, and that story's not new that's i'm not I'm not uh, the only one that's experienced that in any capacity many many of us do as children, and so we experience that unhealthy unsafe environment and so for me i took that into my adult relationships unknowingly of course implicitly and unconsciously not really as i grew older not really asking myself why am i so frustrated why am i so agitated why am i so tense why am i why am i either super passive and hiding from the world and really scared or as i as i transitioned greater into my teens i I had enough of that had enough of that suppression and i lashed out into the world and i became hyper aggressive and and really just angry at the world and angry at people and angry at myself. And I was I was impatient and frustrated. And I'd been drinking on the weekends and binge drinking. That was very popular in Australia. Oh, yeah. And in England, and it was the norm. <laughs> so you could mask these behaviors with oh, that's just normal. That's just. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, well, that's where we get it from in Australia. We get it from <laughs> uh, <we> get, <laughs> oh, thanks. We follow a great, uh, a great lineage of, um, of English, of British culture. <laughs> well, I'm sort of bad or good thing. Just is. It's, uh, it's how we blow off steam. Uh, really, and we all have an opportunity to shift that. It?
0: Yeah, it's how it's how the culture yeah, blows yeah, off steam. We,
1: we yeah. avoid. We avoid. That's mm-hmm. how we blow off steam. Yeah, and so I did that, and I'd be out, you know, pubs and bars and fighting most weekends and and just doing the, the, the normal the normal quote-unquote thing that, that young men do. Now, on a side note, and this could be a contentious uh, conversation, I don't necessarily disagree with um, two, two men going at it and having a fight. It's the intention behind it and the why. And so, and, and there's reasons why I say that. And and so, biologically speaking, and I want to justify what I'm saying, or at least explain what I'm saying rather than justify, but biologically speaking, we we have evolved men have evolved uh in groups of course we all have as human beings but men particularly have evolved in in, in hunter-gatherer groups and so that group that in group that the, that men were in they would challenge each other they would call each other forward they would need to be mastery uh, masters of a particular craft they would have to carry a particular prowess and strength and and phys- physical prowess essentially and sometimes that would that would call for um, uh, challenging themselves physically challenging themselves and so from that perspective they would rise and they would actually be more adept in their environment and that's a longer conversation but what that's transformed to and transmuted to in today's culture is unhealthy because it's completely unconscious there's there's no real intention clear intention behind it there's no there's no it's not really based in, in how can we thrive as opposed to just only survive. It's really just based in ego. It's based in wounding and pain and fear. And so what we're looking for as men in, in today's culture when we're going out and drinking and becoming, we're in avoidance and we're isolating ourselves, is, is proving to the ego that we, we still carry a prowess and a strength in order to tell ourselves that, we're not damaged, that we're psychologically healthy. And the reality is that so many of us are not. Of course, there are psychologically healthy people and emotionally literate people in the world. The reality is that the vast majority of us aren't. And so I hope that gives some context to that. Yeah. But I would, I would go out and I would be, I would be fighting. I would be in, in my intimate... Uh, go on, sorry. There's a lag, that's why I I was, I I was, I was, I was, no, no no problem.
0: I was just going to, cause you're, you know, that is so typical in all, in many cultures. I, I suppose I'm interested, like, what was your, what was your wake up call from that? Like what was the pivotal moment that made you look at that unconscious behavior?
1: Well, I kept, I kept going from intimate relationship to intimate relationship and from business to business. My, my businesses were burn, build, burn, build, and my intimate relationships were much the same. And I was really just replicating what my I was familiar with in terms of, hey, I grew up in a volatile environment. Well, I better replicate that as an adult because that's what's familiar and familiarity is safe. And so for me, I was unfaithful in my relationships. I was dishonest in my relationships. I was continuously wanting to be in an intimate relationship but also not wanting to be in an intimate relationship. And and the culture, again, was infidelity was the norm. And so Mm. I justified my behaviour in that way. And also I was moving away from the real fears that I had around commitment and around freedom and around knowing myself and around being real and exposed and raw. And because I was emotionally literate to some degree, I was able to still communicate and express myself and mask a lot of that. And I wasn't really being real. And so for me, the, a pivotal, and the pivotal moment back then, a few number of years ago, was when one of my intimate relationships really became unraveled. My businesses at that time weren't doing well at all. I was just pouring money into them and they weren't, weren't being successful and I was blaming everything and everyone but me. And when she found out that I was being unfaithful in extreme ways, uh, it was a massive wake up call for me because I, I looked at my life and i thought wow well, what am i actually doing what how am i doing? it all came there? to the surface it all came to light it all came, it was on paper black and white how did i get here and and what am i really doing why am i in a relationship when i'm i'm cheating so much and this just this this, this this is not healthy this is not healthy and so I made a decision then to go really deep. I committed to to myself probably for the first time ever in in such a profound way. And I said to myself, no matter what happens, no matter what I experience, no matter where I go, if I end up in a mental asylum or I end up dead or I'm going all in on this because I don't want to keep living like this. Because I started thinking about my life and started thinking about how erratic my life was, how painful my life was, how, how yucky my life was, how unsafe it was, how volatile it was. I'm like, what mm. am I doing? Now, at that point, I didn't get that, the connection mm. between the childhood. Yeah, I had to go deep into that. With I, I engaged in therapists, counselors, spiritual guides, spiritual healing, my own, my own autonomous solitude. That, 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 that where I, and I was very purposeful in that. I wanted to be on my own a great deal to work, to be self-reliant because I was asking, what does it mean to be a man? Mm. really what does it mean to be a man and part of that answer for me was i need to learn to be more self reliant i need to learn to be autonomous and lead myself through the world in such a way that i can be g- grateful for and proud of and in integrity there's no bullshit there's no i'm thinking feeling something and i'm pro- I'm, I'm projecting and, and and behaving in a completely different way in the world that was I was so out of integrity and so that was a catalyst for me to go really deep into myself. And I'm happy I did because it really did completely transform me. And, it's, and it was a long journey. I was years. And, and, and th- what I learned about myself, and I was able to leverage all my years of psych- psychological training and philosophical training that I had, formal training that I had, and other brain, mind, and, and, and heart modalities as well, mind, body modalities. And I started to leverage all the actual knowledge that I had and begin, began to embody it. And then I became wiser in myself because I was practising not only what I was preaching, but what I believed to be true. And I experimented. I really, I I experimented hard. I I created new versions of myself continuously. I, I built an ego, burnt the ego, built the ego. So I did what I was doing before, but in a more conscious and aware way until I was able to find a homeostatic self. And it was in that space that my whole life changed in terms of how I related to others, in terms of what I gave to others and how I received and gave love was healthier. I was really in a far more beautiful place.
0: Can you expand on that for me? When you say a homeostatic self, can you explain that further for our audience and for me?
1: Yeah, absolutely. I wasn't so erratic in my own self-talk. I actually knew what I wanted and I wasn't confused. And so I could clearly say, I don't want to be in a relationship right now. It's not for me. I just want to be with myself. I just Mm -hmm. want to be, I just want to focus on serving in, in my business in the world and serving in an authentic, integral way. I want to learn more about my past. I want to learn more about my fears and my pains. I want to understand myself at greater depth. And I don't want to be in a relationship where I'm not fully committed and I don't want to be involved in businesses that don't align with my highest values, irrespective of how much money they make. Mm. So I started asking questions about business opportunities that came to me because I I was, i I, I was well-connected. I am well-connected in Australia, so to speak. And, and it's all over the world. I mean, it's not well-connected. I mean, it's an arbitrary term. Am I well more well-connected than you or someone down the road? Or I, I don't know. But either way, I would have opportunities business come to me either for investment or for participation uh, or for advice, uh, whatever it may be. And I became more discerning about what I involved myself in. It wasn't just about, hey, quick fix or, or quick money-making scheme or or get rich quick it was more about how can i build legacy and wealth and how can i create a a more a, a, an optimal version of myself into everything that i give in my friendships in my business in my intimate relationships in how i relate to myself in all of that and so coming from that place i felt more balanced i, I didn't feel stress i didn't feel anxiety i didn't feel that i was i was not connected to my truth i felt that i was i was really acting in my truth. And, it's, and that for me was really powerful.
0: And I think it's so powerful Steph, because I think what you beautifully and just eloquently described is your journey to your authentic self, you know, and I, I truly believe all of us are here to evolve and actually be true to ourselves and be the highest and best version of ourselves. But before we can do that, you know, like you, you mm. described, you know, you had to take off the conditioning that you'd been given and, you were covering up the sort of pain, and and your world was reflecting what was going on inside. But once we reconnect to who we are and our, our true, authentic selves, then our world externally will start to mirror the work that we've done. So I think it sounds like an absolutely beautiful journey. And of course, by the sounds of things now, you know all of that hard work has paid off because you know you're you're in a very authentic, loving relationship. So talk talk me through how how. How that came into your life?
1: Oh yeah, and so and, and so for me, I often often reflect on that, and I think to myself because you know I, this is for people out there that that ask themselves: is there hope for tra- inner transformation? That absolutely is. You know that old saying: "Oh, a leopard never changes uh, his spots." So firstly, it's interesting that we use the analogy here as well. Uh, <laughs> um. <laughs> lepers do change their spots when they're aware of their spots and then they have a capacity to, to change those spots. It's not that we're just given, with, given something and that's all there is. And so when we're willing to do the work and we're willing to observe ourselves, th- that, that we, we can transform and we can shift. And it does require effort. That is one of the principles of transformation, effort, willingness, observation, uh, the acceptance, uh, patience, uh, presence to what's unravelling. And so I have to relearn all of these these virtues and these characters not only as a man but as a human being and really then apply them and 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 change my my neural patterning and i engage in neuroempowerment practice as well i went i went i was i was in miami and and i i underwent a an extensive protocol for neuro empowerment i was rewiring my brain um as part of some of the work that i did i went really deep into this and so to answer your question to go back to that when i reflect on uh christine and I, I reflect on my life and i reflect on the quality of the woman that i have by my side i'm like fuck wow i really <laughs> have done the work i really i really am in a place of authenticity and integrity and i say that because i spent so many years not being that and so <laughs> sometimes the mind the, you know, the monkey mind comes through and says hey what, what's going on are we where, where are we what's happening i feel unstable inside so just relax we got this. It's actually okay. It, it's it's more than okay. And it's not that I fight demons every day. Not at all. At, at one point I was, yes, definitely. Um, and now, not at all. It's just that that voice comes up and says, "Oh, huh, interesting. Mm. Life is really magnificent. Mm. Life is just look at the people in your life. Look at." the relationships, look at the, the, the service, the business, the opportunities as compared to before. Look at the, the woman by your side that adores you and loves you and cares for you. I'm putting words into that, but I, I'm sure she'd agree. <laughs> <laughs> that, that, that feels connected to you and that sees you for who you are <laughs> and that holds you and that, and that, and that is, is your biggest cheerleader and supports you in every capacity. And I'm like, well, that's a quality human being in the world. And she's 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 choosing me, and I'm choosing her. So that there, there's 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 great revelation and insight just in that in that uh, acknowledgement itself. And so, and I know there are people out there that I work with people on a day to day basis that suffer so much around who they are and how they show up in the world and their worthiness. And so. Look, firstly, look to yourself. Always be your own source of inspiration. That's what I found has worked for me because I wasn't. I was always giving my power away. Mm. So the moment I I took my power back and started taking responsibility and ownership, which is a key principle for me. Yeah, thank you. Is a key principle for me in, 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 in sovereign leadership and conscious or healthy masculinity in contemporary times. The moment I took ownership and responsibility for all of my actions, good, bad, and ugly. Was the moment I re empowered myself to take action to change if I really wanted to, or, or elicit deeper transformations within? And that's when I started attracting greater levels of 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 uh, uh, of, of wealth and greater levels of quality human beings in my life. And the current relationships that I did have became richer and 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 of greater value. And I was introduced to Christine, and we were, we were introduced by by. Uh, mutual friends and so much had to happen so we've tracked back all the events as well not all but as many as possible of the events that had to happen for us to meet because and that's with i mean that's with everyone we're not we're not super unique in that space um but it was it was amazing because so many things had to happen for us to really it was so serendipitous Mm. for us to, to meet and connect it was beautiful and so when we look back at that we're like wow um, we, we acknowledge that we see that we embrace that, and we and we value that. We fortify the value of that experience by acknowledging it. And so, everyone has the capacity to do that. Everyone has the opportunity to do that. And that's that is deep, deep gratitude. And the, honestly, there, there's you can ask Christine this. There's not a day that goes by. Maybe a at least a few times a week where I look at her and I'll have tears of deep gratitude for who she is in my life, but, but more so, more so what she is symbolically in my life. And, and the tears of gratitude are yes for her and more for me, for who I am and how I show up and the level of, of worthiness that I now feel that I never felt before because of my upbringing and allowing my upbringing to dictate my present, allowing my past to dictate my present. And so now that gratitude that I have is is truly profound in terms of just what I have access to within myself and outside of myself as well.
0: So what advice would you have for our listener? Like, you know, I consider myself very blessed to, I have met and I've married the love of my life and, you know, I was single for eight years on the journey, on the, doing the work, transforming myself. And he is the byproduct of that because he is my mirror, kind of mirror image. And I feel blessed to have done that work because he's now shown up in my life. But what would, what would your advice be to our listener who is, hasn't found, hasn't found the one yet?
1: always my guidance in circumstances like this is always firstly get really clear on why you want to be in a partnership if for me and christine did the same thing after for her it was nine years of being essentially single um literally a few months before she met me she said i she had a conversation with god and she said i surrender this i surrender what expectation i have or idea i have or what the perfect quote unquote man looks like uh, I just give it to you and I'm open I'm fully open and I was the same in a different way I was I, I was 18 months single at that time and I just thought to myself I'm really happy with where I am and that's the conclusion we both came to in different ways I was deeply content with where I was I realized what I wanted I knew what I wanted and I wanted to be in sacred union and I wanted to share that and I wasn't willing to compromise and what i mean by that it wasn't having this extensive checklist although i did have one but that was that's another story it was more about it was more about i'm so deeply content with the space that i'm in now that whatever relationship i move into i'm moving into that relationship as a, as a considering myself a whole person and i'm very happy to wait for the person that can mirror me and align with me and that we can we can We can meet each other where we're at in an equitable way. And so I guess what I'm not, I guess what I'm saying, I know what I'm saying. What I'm saying is get clear within you of why you want a relationship is the first step. The second is really surrendering to literally letting go of any expectation or this need, this obsessive need of attachment to a relationship. Now, that's easier said than done. And it's the same thing of saying, "I'll just forgive him or forgive her. Because before you can even forgive, you need to feel. And and so what feeling does is it it brings up stuff that needs to be equilibrated within yourself, that needs to be neutralized so the emotional charge can leave you so that you're not operating under tension or under a a, a false ideology. And so what surrendering essentially is as a second step is doing the deep inner work on yourself that gets you to a place of I'm living in the present, I'm not dictated by my past. And that involves exploration of the human of your own psyche, of your own emotional being, of your spirituality, of your ideals, of your beliefs, of your models of reality, of your relationships, of your past, of your present, and of your future. And so those two steps of being being clear on who you are and what you really want, and surrendering and knowing, and not, and again, part of the surrendering is obviously knowing yourself, doing the deep inner work, not being attached allowing yourself to feel those two steps of clarity and surrender is so powerful. And it's a journey. It doesn't happen necessarily overnight. It may feel like that. Peter Diamandis is is an amazing, um, he's a social slash tech entrepreneur. And um, he says, I became an overnight success in 10 years. Now, I don't mean to say that to, so that so the listeners are thinking, oh, wow, like, if I really do want to be in a relationship, does that mean I'm never going to be in a relationship or I'm not going to be in a relationship for 10 years? Not at all. It just means that be patient because if you're not patient, what happens is you rush something and you won't really obtain the full value of what that experience can give you what the, what lesson it can give you what teaching and wisdom it can give you that you can then carry on into your life and better in your neurology and behavior it becomes your habit it becomes your outcome and that's how people then see you and interact with you if you rush that if you don't rush it you can really learn and grow and that's mm. beautiful
0: yeah absolutely yeah and actually your experience really mirrors my own experience like I was single for eight years, but I did set the intention of her, the person that I wanted to meet. But then I, you know, I very much put my attention on becoming the best version of myself. And then it was when I got to the point of I was just totally happy with my life, who I was being, who I, what I was doing. And, you know, talk about the tension aspect. There was no tension within me. I was kind of like, if this is my life and I'm going to be single, I'm loving it. You know, and I think the, the combination of those aspects, the intention, the attention, and then when you get to the no tension, and like you said, you truly surrender, you know, that's when my husband showed up pretty much quite quickly after I'd got to that point. So, yeah, it's fascinating. But, but Steph, thank you so much. I've really, you know, it's been really fascinating and really interesting. And thank you for your honesty, you know, because I know a lot of men are going through this transformation at this time. You know, so thank you for your openness, your authenticity and your honesty about who you've been and who you are now, because I know that that will help our audience and our listeners. You know, I think it's a beautiful journey of becoming true to yourself. And now where you've got is you're helping other people with that. And I think that's the purpose of life really is, you know, we go on these journeys, we have this transformation happen in our own lives but all of that is to then enable and and serve other people and help them through that process so you're a lovely wonderful example of that so i really thank you for coming coming on kitty talks and sharing your story
1: thank you i appreciate being here
0: so how can people find you
1: sure The best way to find me is on social media stefanos sefandos uh instagram or facebook you can contact me through there you can jump on my website um yeah any 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 one of those means is is easy my website is uh or stephanossefandos.com either or
0: and we will have all of steph's details in the show notes and we will see you again next week with another amazing guest So thank you for listening to Kitty Talks. What did you think of Steph's journey? Really fascinating, wasn't it? How he could go from such a dark, destructive, cheating place to now having found the woman of his dreams. And you know, you can just tell by talking to him that they're totally smitten, totally in love. And of course, now their work in the world is helping others have conscious relationships. So is your mess your message? come and connect with me what is your dharma what are you doing are you taking steps towards becoming the person that you know you need to be we have our dharma course again in september so if you haven't already come and check us out doing your dharma is the biggest greatest adventure that you will ever take but believe me it is so so rewarding and magic and miracles are totally possible thank you so much for listening to the kitty talks podcast i do hope you enjoyed this episode and i too hope you were inspired to take action towards your dream life you know all it takes is aligned daily action towards your dreams and they will come to fruition they will be created you are an energetic being and you're more powerful than you've ever been taught If you want some help and support, come and join us, doyourdharma.co.uk. Apply now. We're taking applications and we're going to help you, support you, creating the dream life. This is why you came.